You are about to enter a zone of calm and contemplation on the art of programming. You're going to move the yellow card from one column to the next column. Nothing's more important than a great customer experience, but sometimes services get disrupted. X Matters helps teams resolve issues fast before they impact customers. Learn why millions trust X Matters to keep their digital services up and running at xmatters.com/stack. Hey, Sarah Chips, Ben Popper, hey. are we doing the Stack Overflow podcast? I think, I think so. We're doing it. I think it's happening. I've been listening to a bunch of other podcasts and a couple of them do this thing. Tell me if you think we should do this. Mm. At the beginning of every podcast, there's like a quick little thing that sort of says like, this is what this podcast is about. For example, like you're about to listen to a podcast about software engineering with two people who know what they're talking about and one guy who doesn't. Like, you know, get ready to talk code, you know, or whatever. Do you think that's nice because if you're listening for the first time, you sort of have this table setter and you know what you're getting into? You think that's annoying because you're always listening here the same thing every time. Oh, I kind of like that, but only if we do it in a way that doesn't make it sound like a meditation podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, we can make it. We can make it a little bit more raucous than that. I mean, it, usually, sometimes it has a little music in the background, so like that keeps the energy going. Now I just want to do meditation stack podcast, like just, just like um, mm. you're going to file the ticket. <laughs> now let's go to Jira. Visualize yeah. the ticket moving. Wait, didn't Cassidy do this joke? It was like ASMR for developers and she just like read. Yeah, I mean, look, we're all we're all ripping off Cassidy here. Yeah. What's your point? Okay. Sorry, 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 sorry. Shouldn't have brought that up. Paul, there was an article you wanted to chat about. Tell me, tell me a little about it. Well, Ben, I'm so glad you asked. Uh, it's an article that happens to be on stackoverflow.blog. Mm. Oh, yeah, I love that, I love that blog. <laughs> I love, I love a good dot .blog URL. Look, it, it asked the question in the headline, does Scrum ruin great engineers or are hmm. you doing it wrong? First of all, hmm. can anyone, and I actually mean this sincerely, can anyone define Scrum and what Scrum means? Yeah, it's a it's a starting position in rugby where all the people <laughs> lock shoulders and then bang their heads together to try to get like a small football-shaped object. Yeah, it's a, that's a Scrum. That's a great analogy for what Scrum really is. <laughs> Sarah, what's a Scrum? So wait, wait, we actually have to tell people, we're talking about the Agile development methodology, right? Yes. And then there's a, a, a kind of Agile called Agile with Scrum, at which point my mind becomes a blank. Yeah, that's the thing. You know, there's been a lot of years of so many people being very dogmatic about Scrum, and Scrum is a way to approach Agile. And I think what I've learned is that it's not a religion, it's not a formula, a version of it works for every team. And one good thing about strong teams is that they've figured out what parts work for them and what don't. Yeah. The whole goal here, though, is repeatable, estimatable, and predictable work. Because that's a really, really hard thing. So Scrum is like, you could do it ongoing. It's not time-constrained. That's the difference. Yeah, it's a yeah. way to approach uh, agile development. And got it, got which, it, with it. the goal, and I always say the goal of these things is to have predictable, estimatable, and understandable work. And that is something that is very difficult in software development because estimation is impossible or near impossible. Mm. So working mm -hmm. as a team to estimate as a team is also very hard. And these principles make it a bit easier. 
I also want to point out a lot of these, and these are technologies, like a tech, it's, it's a human technology about how to organize humans and how they communicate. And, and, but that is what agile is. Like it's a, if you follow these rules and you, you do this this way, you'll have better, more agile outcomes in your software development. A lot of the tools that we use every day have grown up around that approach. And I think in some ways they're starting to supersede it. And so like, there aren't a lot of standups at work. Uh, mm. There just aren't. There are some. There are some check-ins in the morning, but mm -hmm. the formal processes seem to be drifting away from a lot of you know relatively progressive, fast-moving engineering teams because the tools no longer get in the way. And so, like by which I mean, you don't need to talk all the time. You don't need to talk every morning if you're ambiently accountable to each other with clear responsibilities and on Slack. Right? Like you're right. not doing a, you're not doing a meeting because you're kind of always in a meeting. Now, whether that's good or bad, what it means is that with continuous integration and continuous delivery, like people are just kind of always like uh, they know what their task is. They're moving towards it. When it's done, they ship it and they move to the next one. And the same is true of like the collaboration tools built into GitHub or in a more formal way, like some of the Jira stuff, like they enable the agile with scrum approach. Or there's a certain point where it's just kind of baked into the tools. And I think people just go like, eh, I'm getting my stuff done. And the managers right. go, look. Looks good to me. Right. Well, that's what's interesting about Agile is that over the years, it feels like it's become just sort of a shorthand for get the work done well and quickly. And then there's a million subs, you know, subspecies of Agile, but it isn't necessarily like well-defined in terms of like how you work and, and how that would be different from how anybody would choose to work in a modern, you know, like, you know, software team with modern tools. Well, nobody's going to, nobody's going to pay a coach to come and be like, just use, you know, Slack a little more efficiently, I guess. <laughs> What are the going rates for an Agile coach these days? A lot. Mm -hmm. It's a very expensive thing to get. But Paul, they start out here where the typical scrum pitfalls and it says number one standups are just for managers and then unintended dynamics develop. Actually, I don't I, I don't disagree. Like like Paul said, the tools have evolved. The standup tends to get in the way and there are better ways to communicate. Like the goal of a standup is to communicate where we are as a team, what is uh, in our way and anything that we need help with. And there are now enough tools that we can do that asynchronously, I think. Right. Uh, so I think stand-up is a little controversial in the way that it's not super useful. That's a vestige of an older era. You know what's tricky is that it's very hard. I'm finding this more and more as a leader. It's hard to find non-hierarchical conversation channels, right? And that's what a lot of this is about, this, this article. It's like, you know, it becomes the manager delegating instead of sort of things coming from the ground up towards a better product from the whole team, which was the point, right? It wasn't, instead of like waterfall spilling out of somebody's brain, Agile is about collaborative engineers working together. And then things spill out of that world too, like pair programming. And, mm. and so it, it's really focused on collaboration. I'm finding that there are fewer and fewer places where I can speak in a way that isn't hierarchical or isn't a command, right? As my company grows. Mm. And so mm. a good example is like, there is one place where I can always talk just kind of as myself. And that is we have a channel in Slack called Caregivers. It's like everyone is kind of an equal in parenting. Right? Yeah. And and everyone is welcome to the channel, you know, regardless. And it, it's if people want to kind of just watch our kids, but they don't have kids themselves, that's also fine. Like it's just that is a nice neutral zone. But otherwise, you know, your your words have a lot of impact. And that's again like one of the nice things about the Slack is a little bit it's pretty good at making things less hierarchical. The um, And also like just code commits, like the GitHub process, like once that pull request shows up. 
you know, depending on your structure, anybody could come in and, and do the looks good to me. And mm-hmm. a lot of times the testing is doing the integration and so on. So it feels like more and more we're building these environments in which the, the quality is evaluated almost automatically. And then mm-hmm. the, if as long as there are shared goals, the manager is kind of just more of a peer. That's so interesting. Do you think we've talked about this before? Like, do you think in part that's because people are more and more seeing the value of like the open source world and adopting some of those techniques for how people work in-house? I think that like the agile development being accepted across the board has created similar needs in every organization uh, that people are working to solve with tools. I think also it's really simple, like rather than even giving it a a gloss of, you know, here are humans and open source. I, I think that when you go into an environment and you say, actually, we can do that in about three weeks and the other people say that will take us six months. The three weeks, people, first there's a period where they're like, well, no, 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 three weeks, you can, ne- you can never do it, never do it. I'm not even going to bother with you. And then you see the, the, the people down the hall or the competitor across the street do it in three weeks and you go like, oh, okay, I guess I'm trying a new, new <laughs> approach, right? And I really do, it's just like, it's, it's marketplace dynamics drive these more faster and responsive things. And if something can get better quality code out faster, it really, w- it just turns out to be a lot harder than getting people to form a circle and yeah. talk to each other. I want to ask a question of both of you. I don't know how we do it at Stack Overflow because I'm not that that tightly involved in engineering or how you do it over at Postlight. But it says here, the, the second issue with Scrum is that it prioritizes getting things done. And I remember Teresa talking about this when she was on the podcast with us, Teresa Dietrich, which is that if you prioritize, for example, checking in a finished ticket, and that's how you are giving people, you know, their sort of like gold star, people might just start incentivizing done over done well or done in a way that's like going to be useful to the whole team. What do you think about that com- that complaint about Scrum? I think that's why we have code reviews. I like I think that yes, like Scrum does prioritize getting things done, but that's why there are several processes involved here and not just Scrum, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's both the checking in process and then there's the peer review process and the iteration on your code. So there's a few checkpoints to make sure that the best solutions are being built. It seems like from reading this one that, like Paul was saying, there might be market pressures because it's prioritizing done, productive individuals that don't work as a team, complicated tasks get deprioritized, features over robust code. It seems like the argument against Scrum in this case might have to do with you're working in an environment where you're being forced to push things, to complete things in an accelerated timeline, maybe to compete with other companies, and you don't feel like you're getting the best work done or creating the best dynamics as a team. Yeah, it's, it sounds like this person, the environment this person is in is interpreting Scrum in a way that is maybe hazardous to their team or not great. I think there's a lot of different ways to approach it. Though as a manager, my motto is why do your work alone when you could do it with friends and schedule meetings? So don't listen to me. <laughs> Right. But don't do your code reviews together because then you'll fail. (laughs) You have to do your code review alone. I mean, also, you know, it's so social, right? Like, because the real goal of a code review to me isn't isn't to catch like, oh, wow, you've chosen the wrong algorithm. Sometimes that happens. But it's how will this fit into the larger system so that we can build on it, right? Like, how, how does this fit into the culture we're building around the technologies and tools we're creating as opposed to I found your bug? Both are very important, but actually finding the bug is only a tiny part of it. And so you need people who are really connected to that 
that aspect. And I mean, a good example, like if you do that right, you get to build the Apple SDK and have iOS. And like, you know, like if you really think like, what kind of ecosystem are we participating in? And what is the, what's the work we're doing? And you own that collectively. And the reality is like, there can be senior architects and product managers and so on. That is true community that doesn't happen from one individual that is mm -hmm. only in conversation. All right, y'all, it's that time of the episode. I'm going to read us out a lifeboat, and then we're going to say our goodbyes. This is a really interesting lifeboat. It was asked 10 years ago, so mm. way back at the beginning. Append same text to every cell in a column in Excel. It's been viewed 651,000 times, mm. and there's an accepted answer that has 204 upvotes, but then it's got multiple other answers because I guess there's lots of ways you could do this. So shout out to Melissa for getting a lifeboat badge and giving her version of this answer. This was asked 10 years ago by Kier Shah, and now there are uh, quite a number of different ways to solve this problem. So it's kind of interesting. You don't see that very often where the lifeboat is going to the, to the answer that's not at the top. But this is question, I guess, is relevant to a lot of people and been relevant for a full decade. <laughs> wow. Obama was president. Yeah. Oof, there weren't any pandemics. Yeah. Wait, a decade ago? It, oh, yeah. That was a decade ago. I was going to say Bush was president, but man, that was a while No, ago. no, no, no. Oh, well, that's a great life. It brought us back. What was the big song? 10 years ago. So the big song of 2010. What was the big song of 2010? TikTok by Kesha. Oh wow. Oh, yeah. oh wow. That was ten years ago. Uh-huh. And not but it gets yesterday. Worse. Okay. No, I know. TikTok is good. Oh, um man. but then but then I have bad news. Hey Soul Sister by Train. Wow. These were the days. Nelly was still around. Katy yeah. Perry was cracking off. Wow. And one person got on and asked a little question about Excel and Stack Overflow. And look <laughs> so at us nice. now. Look at us now. <laughs> All right, y'all, I got to run to another meeting, so let's say our goodbyes. I am Ben Popper, Director of Content here at Stack Overflow. You can find me on Twitter at Ben Popper. And uh, yeah, if you want to share your thoughts on Scrum, head on over to the blog and leave some comments on that piece. Great, and I'm Sarah Chips, Director of Community here at Stack Overflow, and you can find me at Sarah Joe on GitHub. I'm Paul Ford, Stack Friend, and you can find me at F Train on Twitter. All right, everybody, thanks for chatting. 